Welcome to Sound Practice, the business podcast for physicians and healthcare leaders, hosted by Mike Sakopoulos and produced by the American Association for Physician Leadership. Hospital and hospitality both come from the Latin word host space. Host space means host guest relationship. For many, all that hospital and hospitality currently share is a common ideology. Sadly, patients often feel like a raw input for the machinery of healthcare. My guest today has some interesting and informed thoughts on the topic of hospitality and healthcare. Medicine, at its best, is more than clinical skill. Prepare to hear from a hospitality expert with their eyes focused upon healthcare next on Sound Practice. Antonia Hock is an internationally recognized expert in customer and employee experience, leadership, and building brands. Antonia spent six years as the global head of the Ritz-Carlton Leadership Center. She has worked for Microsoft and Hewlett-Packard. Antonia Hock, welcome to Sound Practice. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, well, we're thrilled to have you. Let's start with a 30,000-foot question. What are the biggest lessons in leadership that healthcare can learn from the hospitality industry? You know, I, first of all, I love the connection between these two industries. They're not industries that I think, and if we were to scroll back several decades, would naturally be connected. But I so love that at this point um, in the evolution, particularly of healthcare and how leaders are thinking about it today, that they are connected. And I think the lessons for me really focus in a lot on on culture. So I'll start with that. I think hospitality inherently comes with a culture first point of view because you're really in a service industry and service at the end of the day comes back to how you care about employees and how you care about the people you serve. So it's really that culture first point of view. Um, Also, there's that acknowledgement in hospitality that great experience is driven by great culture. You can't care for guests. You can't deliver a really incredible memory or really genuine care if you personally, as an employee or a practitioner, don't feel a part of that. So it really starts with those elements. And I love the fact that in healthcare now, we're starting to think about how do we create a culture that is powerful, not just great outcomes. We're not just great, you know, not just great at at taking care of the patients physically. We're great at delivering an experience for employees and patients. I also think tying back to experience, teamwork. In the hospitality world, you can't deliver a great guest experience without a team. It is literally impossible. Like you can't, if you went to a hotel and you booked in for a weekend and you had one great experience with one person at the pool, and that was the sum total of your experience for the weekend, you wouldn't think that was a very good weekend. It takes everybody playing their position and taking the experience really thoughtfully to create a great one end to end. So it's that teamwork perspective. Let's delve a little bit, drill a little bit down into this. When we think about teamwork in particular, which is certainly critical to guest experience, what can healthcare leaders learn about motivation and collaboration? 
So the first thing I think hospitality does really, really well is building on a shared vision. It's, I, I love the focus and I think it's back to the fact it's really a people business through and through. Guests are people, employees are people. It's, it's really a people-driven industry. And so leaders in hospitality, particularly in luxury hospitality, have figured out that that shared vision has to be co-created. It's not leaders saying, we're all here today, we're all gonna do it this way. It's a collective group of humans coming together and saying we have pride in the experience we deliver and together we're gonna craft that vision. I think that's incredibly powerful and we're seeing that start to happen in the patient experience arena and I love it. I think it plays back into great employees feel empowered, patients get, everybody wins. Um, I also think motivation and collaboration comes down to gratitude a lot. Most uh, hospitality companies have a model that promotes gratitude and they institutionalize it. And normally I'd say that's a bad word, right? Nobody wants to feel like, you know, they're part of something that is is the Borg, right? But no one it, wants to be institutionalized. No, yeah. nobody does. But when it comes to gratitude, it's one of those things that having it be a structured part of your culture, a structured part of what you do, it just creates a really positive world because it's part of what you do day in and day out. It's not like, ooh, I, somebody did something really extraordinary. I better thank them for that. It just becomes a part of like, thank you, thank you. You can't say it enough. And it sounds simple, but hospitality really gets that right. Um, and then there's the empathy and compassion. That's a huge part of, of hospitality. People always think about the hospitality industry and they think of vacations because that's when, you know, most people would check into a hotel. Or, but hospitality can be a place for a lot of things. People stay at hotels for a lot of reasons. Sometimes those are not for vacation. It's, you know, you're staying because you're caring for a loved one that is uh, in a hospital situation. and so. People that work in hospitality have to be great at reading the room and understanding the emotional needs of the guest. So empathy, compassion, EQ, active listening, those are all really powerful parts of being a great um, hospitality company. And I also think it's part of being a great healthcare leader that you bring a culture forward that has all of those. Without doubt. And I think Healthcare does does well, at least in in certain categories, the 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 empathy sympathy category, but but maybe not so much in empowerment. And we could talk a little bit about the concept of empowerment as it relates to delivering great healthcare. So, empowerment for me, and when I think about great experiences, it's a part of helping people feel valuable about their contribution and. You know, I think the legacy of healthcare being very hierarchical and having a lot of structure behind uh, how how it operates has been a challenge to get to this empowerment model, where everybody feels like they have an equal say or an important say in the patient experience and the employee experience. And I actually think that's one of the reasons there's been such a, a studying of hospitality is the concept of empowerment. And how do you do that with an hourly workforce? How do you bring those concepts of trust and respect and um, you know, vesting someone to use their creativity, to use their problem solving skills? I think those are incredibly powerful human traits 
And the healthcare industry is just, in my view, just now really tapping into that across the spectrum. You mentioned hierarchical, which makes me think of the physician in 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 healthcare. What can they do to improve a patient experience outside of the clinical realm? I was going to actually just start there. It's you know we're very focused on outcomes, right? And and those are of course critically important. But so many of us, whether you're just going in for your annual exam or you're you're going through something much more serious, emotions are an innate part of the human experience. And so being able to understand the emotional side of a patient experience is critical because the physicians are always put on a pedestal and thought about as, as you know, this is the person that may, may control my future, may control very important things about my life going forward, may give me advice about things that control my destiny. And that has to come along with emotional responsibility. And how do you interact with another human being you may not know very well and support them emotionally while you're taking them through some outcomes? I think that's absolutely critical. Also partnering with the team. We talked about empowerment. Um, I have had the absolute pleasure of working with some physicians that I watch because I can never turn off the service lens, right? So I'm the one at the doctor's office who probably... You know, I feel badly for my physician because it's like, you know, I'm there and I'm looking at every detail that's happening in the office, but I watch how they interact with their team members. I watch for that dynamic, that shared um, uh, sort of collegial manner. And it's so great when you see it because it elevates the energy in the room. And I think no matter what you're talking about, that's so important to making patients feel great. Maybe you can give an example, because it seems to me that that medicine is both an art and a science. And what you're speaking to is the art aspect of it, which, at least in my experience, is not taught as frequently as the clinical or the science component. Can you give me some ideas on how that can be uh, taught or brought out in physicians? Oh, I I. There, thank goodness there's a lot more uh, happening in this realm right now, right? It's a very compelling and interesting part. And I do think there's a lot of training and, and also, you know, curricula that are, are being created around this. I'll say one of the things I can always tell when a physician has gone through some of those kinds of, of lessons or training, and that happened to me the other day, actually, I watched a physician interact with their assistant in an office, just in an office setting. And the way the conversation happened was so, it really rocked me back for a little bit because it was so thoughtfully done. And we all know you have to be speedy, right? There's a lot of pressure on physicians to, you know, how much time are you spending per patient? So this was done in an efficient manner, but it was done with so much respect and so much mutual care for me as the patient. It was just real I, that when I when I sat there and thought about it, I thought that is what I everybody should everybody should have that experience. Employee or patient watching those things happen. Why do you think healthcare world finds the hospitality industry a source of inspiration and interest? You know, I think it, one of the things that I really love about the connection between these industries is the focus on genuine care. 
Nobody goes into healthcare as by accident, um, particularly physicians, right? The commitment, the barrier to entry, the long-term sacrifice to get into uh, healthcare is significant. Uh, and so you're called to it at some level. And hospitality, really great hospitality, focuses in on the same level. You're called to it. I would call it a heart for service. And in hospitality, it, again, we're not, we've all been to the not the great hospitality experience, but a great experience, you can feel somebody's heart for service. And I think that really intrigues healthcare because there's that same care and service-oriented mindset. Absolutely. Now, I feel so fortunate to have you on the, the podcast because you're clearly an international expert. Um, I want to try to, to drill in and get some specific behaviors for our audience. Because as you know, this is the podcast of the American Association for Physician Leadership, and we have lots of uh, physicians out there. And I'm hoping you can give me your top three, the most important leadership behaviors that physicians can learn from uh, leaders in the hospitality industry. So my top three here, and, and I love to focus on personal accountability because you never know what organization as a physician you're representing or you're part of. So, you know, when I think about personal behaviors, um, top of my list, we already touched on it briefly, is this concept of empowerment. Helping your team to feel that their personal contributions matter, no matter how big or small, that that lens, and I believe it's a mindset, empowering people can be a mindset. So that's the first thing from, from a physician standpoint, it's looking at your team through that lens of how can I help you use your skills in a autonomous way? Because that's really what empowerment means. It's like you're, there's a level of respect and trust that comes with it. And when a physician vests you with trust and respect, I think you're, you know, you, I think you puff your chest out a little bit. I think you feel really proud to be a part of that. And I think physicians can give that gift to the teams they work with if we were looking at a specific behavior. I would also say embedding gratitude in a daily reinforcement kind of model has equal power in the sense that, you know, we're all running really fast. And maybe this is even beyond physicians. We run very fast. Everyone does all day in their jobs. Making sure you are thanking people for their contributions, even if it's small. Say thank you so much for taking care of that patient or getting that note into the file so quickly. Thinking up reasons to thank people, it becomes a virtuous cycle. It's like when people feel thanked, they do better work. Those studies are really clear. And that's something we all have control over. And then the last one I would say is taking care of your own personal wellness. That's a huge topic across so many industries right now. You need to lead by example. If you're not showing up to work in the morning with a mindset, if you don't have your own personal ritual in the morning that helps you get ready for your day, some people love to meditate, some people run, some people like to make sure they have their coffee, other people maybe like to make sure they have their Red Bull, whatever it is that helps gets you ready for your day and gets you into a mental space to be positive, you control that. And so when you show up for other people, having taken care of yourself first and your personal wellness first, you become an example for others. And that's another behavior everybody can, can demonstrate. 
That's very interesting. And I think, unfortunately, many healthcare leaders um, don't do that. Um, they're, a lot they're, of people. they're busy and, and are, are, are focused elsewhere. And, and you bring up a great, a great point. What allows some hospitality companies to deliver consistent guest experiences? And what can healthcare leaders implement from that model to enhance their patients' experiences? I think one of the things that hospitality is particularly well is this concept of daily reinforcement for positive culture. Uh, and, and you know what, it's not just hospitality, we're talking about that here, but there's a lot of companies, great companies that implement the service model where you know, you're never, you never get too far, day doesn't go by where you don't talk about the culture you're a part of, or what are we gonna do today collectively that matters? So you're always, some people would call it a purpose or a purposeful part of leading. And that is such an important part of delivering consistency. Because if people are not in the right mindset every day to do something as a collective, you know, everybody has lives, like their individual experiences start to, to sort of come in. You're never putting everybody together and saying, today, remember, today, we're going to do it this way. This is what we stand for as a collective group. Hospitality does a great job of that. Uh, I would also say understanding the role of emotion and memory in the experience. That's such a critical part of delivering a great experience in hospitality, you understand that when a guest leaves, they're going to leave with memories of that experience. And so those memories will either be positive, they will be negative, they will be, you know, it, they could be traumatic, they could be joyful. But understanding that the memory is going to be a big part of the ongoing experience they have with you as a physician, as a practitioner, as a nurse, as a, as a whatever role you may be, they will remember that experience. So making sure it's a great one. And then the last thing I'd say is that concept of having a clear understanding of the journey. In hospitality, that would be the guest journey. So we know you check in. We know what experience we want you to have as you go to your room. We know what experience we want you to have when you're walking around the facility. As in, in healthcare, you need to have the same because it's like, and it's it's all about the five senses, what you smell, what you touch, the language that's used, really decomposing the experience and the journey to all of the details. And that is something that's very new for healthcare, but it's a really big part of great hospitality. No detail is accidental in a hospitality environment. That's interesting that you mentioned the five senses because I instantly think of certain hotels that I've been in that when you walk through the door, you have a certain scent in the air, mm -hmm. right? But I can't think of that same experience with any healthcare facility I've ever been in. Do you know, are there healthcare facilities that actually um, get to that level of um, thought? You know, I think we're starting to see that. Depending on the uh, type of facility, obviously not appropriate everywhere, but I do think we're starting to see this understanding. I mean, all we have to do as, as uh, patients is just think about the waiting rooms we've been in. You know, over the last few decades, how much those have changed in terms of comfort, fabrics, what you're looking at. It can put you at ease, it can put you at edge. I was one the other, I was in the uh, waiting room the other day, it was white, it was massively sterile. 
It had hardback chairs that were all spaced like four feet apart. And, you know, I was instantly on edge, instant on edge. And then you go to another facility and you've got couches and it's warm colors and there's coloring books for kids. And there's, you know, there's lovely music playing. And I now I'm going into that appointment feeling very different about my experience. And so those five senses, they really, I, I love the fact that we're starting to see those play into the healthcare arena. That's a, that's a great point. I can remember my my partner, uh, Greg Carter, telling me once that he went into a waiting room and all the reading material was six or seven years out of date. And he knew <laughs> at that very moment that they didn't care about him. Um, and I, <laughs> it's I, true. I've always thought about that, right? It's true, though. Those it are is. the kinds of things. It's like those uh, attention to detail. It's part of the reason I think hospitality and healthcare, the coming together is so important. We could talk all day, but I'm coming to the the end of our, our time together. But I, I really want to ask this this question because you're you're a mountaineer um, and, and a rock climber, which is very impressive to me. And both of those are physically demanding and, and certainly mentally demanding as well. Not unlike certain current healthcare environment that we that we find ourselves in. What leadership lessons have you learned from your climbing uh, that the physicians listening to this podcast could relate to? Well, you, you know, I think about this question actually a lot when I'm on the side of mountains because, it, you know, for me, it's one collective life and everything comes together. And so when, when I think about those leadership lessons, I really have top three for physicians, right? And the first is that preparation is essential to being able to face the unexpected. And every single day, all of the physicians on this podcast probably face something unexpected. And we often don't think about that preparation aspect. And that can be mental. It can be, we talked about earlier, kind of the sense of how do you get yourself mentally ready for the day? That's a huge part of rock climbing and mountaineering, that you have to be ready for the me- you have to be mentally prepared for what you're going to face because sometimes you have no idea whether, you know, rock slides could be anything. So that's the first one. Um, I would also say your personal approach to wellness really matters. And I want to drive this one home because we know the last few years it's been a challenge in healthcare. People are running so fast and hard, they don't always stop and take care of themselves. But you can't scale the mountain if you don't take care of yourself. And it doesn't mean you have to have something elaborate, but you do have to have something that really helps you personally feel good about your day. For me, I have to have at least one thing in the morning where I'm like, oh, I can take that deep breath and go, that was for me today. And whatever else happens today, I have this one thing that really helped me feel good about me today in the morning. And for me, that's coffee. I can't get outside and get up on a mountain without being caffeinated. So that's really mission critical. And then the last one is controlling your mindset. It's a hard one. Uh, and we as adults don't think that often in, the, in a uh, professional setting about our mindset. But there's so much in life that comes down to being able to control how you lead yourself and then how you lead others. And when I'm on the side of a mountain and I'm facing some really tough challenges, what I've learned is like the mind is the weakest muscle. Like it is the first muscle to give up, even when the body can still go. And so your mindset becomes so critical to, you know, what you're capable of day in and day out. And it's something we have to take care of. 
So those would be really my top three. What a fabulous answer. Okay, <laughs> hi. Thank you so much for being on Sound Practice. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you. I, you know, these are such incredible. First of all, I want to say thank you to all the physicians listening because we, uh, you know, you, you touch all of our lives and uh, it's just an absolute pleasure to be here and be a part of the conversation. So thank you. If someone in our audience would like to reach you uh, and work with you, is there a way that they can get a hold of you? Yes. So you can use my name.com because that is my website and you can always connect with me on LinkedIn, which uh, I'm easy to find there as well. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. My thanks to Antonio Hawk. She reminds us healthcare should be focused upon the whole patient experience. Antonio's efforts expand the field of caring for patients in welcome ways. My thanks also to the American Association for Physician Leadership for making this podcast possible. Please join me next time on Sound Practice. We release a new episode every other Wednesday. You've been listening to Sound Practice, the business podcast for physicians and healthcare leaders. Check out the show notes for this episode at soundpracticepodcast.com. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, we'd love to hear them. Email us at info at soundpracticepodcast.com. Subscribe to Sound Practice wherever you listen to podcasts so you can automatically receive our episodes. And please rate us and comment on the podcast in iTunes and Google Play. Sound Practice is presented and produced by the team at American Association for Physician Leadership. We are the world's premier organization for all aspects of physician leadership in every sector of healthcare. Learn more at physicianleaders.org. Holy cow, that man and Robin went from Kapow.